Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. Today, I want to talk about two different types of movements, isolation versus compound movements, and how you can get more out of your gym training. So the gym is where, that's my bread and butter. That's what I've you know done. That's my profession. That's where I enjoy being. It's the location I take my frustrations out, and it is where I build my body. And the same thing is true for you. This is where you're going to develop the muscle mass to provide that definition that you're looking for. It's gonna help you build the strength and power that your body needs, whether it's for sport, whether it's to absolutely dominate your days, or whether it's to just maximize your family life with your kids, with the people who you surround yourself with. So today I wanna talk about the big lifts, okay? So for some reason, reason I have always been drawn to strength just looking and feeling strong and I suppose it's because the the actual act of resistance training lifting weights whatever you want to call it it has had such a profound effect on my life in terms of how I feel and how I hold myself how I operate just on a day-to-day basis but one of the things that I've noticed uh, it's a it's a very common trend and I don't really want to pass the blame because everybody should be able to make their own decisions in terms of how they train. Um, But often, and especially in this world of social media being so prevalent and such a part of what we do, it is now more common than ever to see these clickbait and attention-seeking exercises when it comes to gym training, lifting weights. So it seems more like a fucking circus than it does of actually helping people navigate their way through the weight room okay but i'm gonna just kind of i'll come back to that otherwise i'll go on a rant and uh you'll never hear the end of it but i want to go through the two main types of exercises that you have at your disposal the first type of exercises we have are what are called isolation exercises this is a single joint exercise so let's use for example the humble bicep curl you have a weight a dumbbell in your hand You curl that weight up to your shoulder. One joint moves, being your elbow, and one muscle contracts, being your bicep. So there's our isolation exercise. It's a single joint movement, and it works one muscle group only. Then on the other side of the spectrum, we have compound exercises. These are multi-joint movements, and therefore, they work multiple muscle groups. So if we think about something like a squat, For example, we have movement at the hips, the knees, and the ankles. So there's movement across multiple joints and we're getting a lot of muscle activation. We're getting hamstrings, we're getting glutes, we're getting quads, we're getting upper back, we're getting the core. You can see how that sort of works there. So this is what I want you to start to think about when you're doing your own strength training. What are you actually trying to accomplish with your training? Okay. And I'm not, I'm not bagging out isolation exercises at all. They have a place, but they are basically the sprinkles that you add to the final product, okay? They are not 
your meat and potatoes. They are not the big rocks of your training program. They should not be, at least, okay? Small exercises use small muscle groups, and they only allow you to lift a small amount of weight. So if you think of a bicep curl, I'm gonna use that because it's a very easy illustration. You understand what it is. If you just grab some weights and curl those weights up to your shoulders, your arms flex, okay? Those muscles, your biceps, contract to lift the weights up. If you think about lifting a heavy weight for bicep curls, the number of kilograms that you're gonna lift isn't actually that great, unless you're maybe Dwayne The Rock Johnson, who's got fucking huge arms. Um, but for most of us, and just relative to these bigger exercises that I'm talking about, the weight is quite small. It's not a heavy weight. So if you compare that bicep curl, the amount of weight you can lift versus a big exercise like a squat, like a deadlift, like a bench press, like a shoulder press or a strict press where it's straight over your head, the weight is really minimal, okay? So this is what I want you to understand. Big exercises use multiple muscle groups and a large amount of muscle fibers, and they allow you to lift a heavy amount of weight. So now that you know this, why would you stick to small and easy exercises? And I use the word easy because these are things which are predominantly portrayed in fitness magazines. You see them on the front cover, a chick holding a dumbbell, flexing it, somebody doing a tricep kickback, flexing their tricep, somebody doing an abdominal crunch, okay? They're doing these small exercises because they look cool on the front cover of the magazine. Or you see the cover, just the, you know, the screenshot of somebody doing a pose or an exercise, holding a cute little dumbbell or a kettlebell, and you think, fuck, that looks pretty cool, she looks all right, or he's got a, a good rig on him. Oh, that, that looks like a cool exercise for me. If I do what he does, I'll get the body he or she has. This, is, this isn't the way it works, guys. I want you to really start to think about your training from a 10,000 foot view. If you're trying to take your body from point A, maybe it's being a few kilos or more than a few kilos overweight to lean and having muscle definition, or whether it's taking your body from being you know, weak, fragile, being you know, afraid to lift weights to then being able to walk into the weight room, pick up any weight, knowing full well you have the confidence and the technique to perform it, this is how you're going to do it. You are going to transform your body and the way that you just, like I said, it's not just about looking a certain way, it's about feeling a certain way. If all you do are the small little exercises using the small itty bitty cute weights, it's not gonna build the confidence to do the larger things, the heavier things, the more, shall I say, I don't wanna use confrontational, but the, the more demanding things. So this is, like I said, resistance training is something that you do on your own terms. And I keep, I'm hoping you're starting to see the connection between the weight room, lifting weights and life. If you, do, if you only place a small amount of stress and resistance on your body, that is all you are going to be able to cope and deal with. So what happens if, you know, this is a hypothetical, but imagine you get in a serious car accident or you you know somebody who gets in a serious car accident. How are you gonna be able to deal with that stress and that adversity? That's a massive amount of stress. And I, I don't wish this upon anybody, but I'm just painting the picture here 
when you only place small amounts of stress on your body, you get a small amount of results. When you place a high amount of stress and resistance on your body via these large compound exercises and focusing on lifting heavy relative to your ability level, this is where your capacity to deal with and overcome stress, adversity, and challenge increases. Your tolerance level goes through the roof. So suddenly when you're starting to deal with, you know, a shit day at work, somebody you know, slandering your name or just being an absolute twat at work, it just rolls off you like water off a duck's back because you've, you've dealt with such higher levels of stress on a consistent basis that you now become immune to these small and now insignificant issues, all right? So I'm gonna bring this back around to actually lifting weights now. You can kind of hopefully see the connection between lifting weights and life. But I want you to start to think about why would you stick to the small exercises which only produce a small muscle contraction and a small amount of results when you can put perhaps a little bit more emphasis and a bit more energy into a big exercise which uses a large amount of muscle groups, allows you to lift a heavy amount of weight. You're gonna get much quicker results, much better results and much faster. Here are a couple of examples to help illustrate uh, my point. Squats versus leg extension. And this is something I've seen over and over again. And I, I used to actually, it's embarrassing, but back in the day when I first started as a trainer, I would prescribe a decent amount, probably most of the programs that I would prescribe was machine-based exercises. You'd go and do your chest press, you'd do your lat pull down, you'd do your leg extension, you would do your leg curl, uh, you would do maybe some type of shoulder press on a machine, you would do your biceps and your triceps. Uh, there would be some abs and some lower back. And I look back at those programs that I used to write and I'm fucking embarrassed. Absolutely embarrassed, they're terrible programs. But back then that's the best I had, that was all I knew. So I was writing the best programs that I had at that point in time. Now, I know better. So if we're taking something, for example, like a squat versus a leg extension. As I mentioned, squatting is a compound movement. Leg extension is an isolation movement. The knee extends, the leg straightens, and the quad flexes. One joint moves, one muscle group contracts. Squats are gonna give you much more bang for your buck. We have the glutes, the quads, the hamstrings, the core, and depending on how we load it, some part of your upper body as well, assisting to at least hold or stabilize that weight. So when we start looking at A versus B, I'm hoping the choice is now really quite obvious. We should be doing more squats, a considerable more amount of squats than leg extensions. Another example, chin-ups versus bicep curls. So just for clarity, if you are unaware, chin-ups are where your palms face you. It is what's called a supinated grip, palms facing you. Okay, pull-ups are where your palms face away from you. That would be a pronated grip. I'm gonna use chin-ups because when you, pronate, uh, when you supinate the grip, pardon me, when your palms face you, you are putting more of a bias, more of an emphasis on the biceps. Okay, so if we're doing, for example, a chin-up, we're using the lats, we're using the big back muscles, and we are also using biceps and forearms to complete that movement. Large muscle groups versus bicep curl. <laughs> What's gonna get you better results? Doing chin-ups or doing bicep curls? Again, hopefully that answer is right in front of your face, very obvious, blatant to see. 
The last example I'm gonna give you is a bench press versus tricep kickbacks. Now ladies, don't hate me, I'm not being sexist, I'm not picking on you, but it is predominantly females who perform this exercise. The, if you are not aware of what a tricep kickback is. Okay, you have a flat bench, you place one knee on the bench. So let's say it's your right knee and your right hand on the bench. In your left hand, you have a weight. You bring your elbow up to your torso, so it is uh, basically parallel to the floor, and you straighten your arm. So you bend your elbow, and then you straighten your elbow, and you contract your tricep. This area, the tricep, also known as the bingo wing area, assumes that by doing multiple tricep kickbacks and feeling the burn, we are going to eliminate those bingo wings and have highly defined arm muscles. Incorrect. And once again, let me explain this. If you are doing tricep kickbacks with a pretty pink, blue, green, whatever color dumbbell that it is, I just say that because typically the weight is quite light and it has to be because it's a challenging exercise, but it's also an isolation exercise. One muscle group is being worked here. All right, you've got your colorful dumbbell and you're bending and straightening your arm, hoping, wishing, praying that it's gonna sculpt your arms. This doesn't happen. How the fuck are you gonna get rid of all of that fat on your arm by lifting a three kilo dumbbell versus possibly lifting a 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100 kilogram bench press? What is going to be better at burning calories? Lifting a very light weight or lifting a very heavy weight relative to your ability. So heavy for you may be 30 kilograms. I don't know. You've got to think about it logically like this. Targeting one specific muscle group. Yeah, there's a time and a place, but it should not be taking the place of a big fundamental movement pattern like, for example, a bench press. Compound movements. You can lift a heavier load. You're burning more calories simply because you are pushing a heavier load and this occurs because you are using multiple muscle groups. Listen to the words that I'm saying. Multiple muscle groups allows you to lift heavier. Lifting heavier allows you to burn more calories and it also allows you to build more muscle. Muscle is a prerequisite for definition Okay, so if you want to look more defined, if you feel like your body is currently flabby, or you know, you've got the bingo wings, or maybe you've got you know a bit of the love handles and things like that, you need to expend more calories than you consume. And the way that you're going to do this from a physical standpoint is by lifting heavy, performing compound movements, and using progressive overload. Tricep kickbacks should not be the big feature of your training program. I'm sorry. This is why I use my training format, push, pull, hinge, squat. Big muscle groups, big exercises, big weights. And no, lifting big, lifting heavy will not make you big. Okay, I, I once had a, uh, I laughed because I, I know better this person didn't, so I, I couldn't. Um, I understand where they're coming from, but it just doesn't happen. This person, this lady came to me many years ago and she wanted to get into weight training. And she said, I don't wanna get big and bulky like Arnold. Do you know how fucking hard it was for Arnold to get to the size and state of body that he was in? This guy trained like an absolute fucking maniac. 
And I do mean like a maniac. If, you, if anybody has done any research or they've watched Pumping Iron or they've seen the training that him and Lou Ferrigno used to do, it's insane. Even if you did work that hard, you do not have the genetic capability that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Okay, so first of all, there's that. Uh, also, there are some illicit substances which were used to create the body that he had. But what I'm trying to get across to you is just look at it from a, a logical perspective. If you want to lose body weight, you gotta burn more calories than you consume. A very effective way of doing that is compound exercises, lots of muscle groups. Another way to do this is by building muscle mass. The way that you build muscle mass is by putting your muscles, your body, your ligaments, tendons, all the structures of your body under more load. Four kilogram tricep kickbacks don't fit in here. All right, so the push-pull hinge squat, these are not specific exercises. These are groups of movement patterns. We have two upper body exercise, or two movement patterns, upper body, push and pull, working opposing muscle groups. We have hinge and squat, again, opposing muscle groups using different joints, okay? And there are literally hundreds of exercises and variations of compound lifts within these categories. Stick to those. And then if you're doing all of the right things there and you're still not having the de definition in your arms or you'd like to do a bit of direct arm training, that's fine. Nothing wrong with that at all. You can go for it, but do it at the end of your session. So if you'd like to, you know, feel the burn, get a bit of a pump in your arms or, you know, smash the arms for a little bit, that's absolutely cool. Do it at the end of your session when you've done all of your big lifts, when you've hit your big, you know, compound exercises you've lifted heavy and then you can do maybe set a timer for five minutes and do all the arm work that you want that's absolutely fine but make sure you're spending the bulk of your time where it matters big compound exercises okay last thing is this you do not need as much variation as you think you do okay if you have not mastered the basic lifts why on earth would i give you variations of those lifts Okay, I don't want you to be average at 400 different things. I want you to become proficient. I want you to be really good. I want you to become highly skilled at a handful of exercises. All right, so this is, do not bastardize these exercises. Do not start merging multiple exercises together to get more out of them. What I'm referring to here is, let's think, uh, oh, I'm gonna do a lunge with a bicep curl. I'm gonna try and, kill two birds with one stone. Well, actually you kill zero birds with those stones. Let's do a, uh, let's do a squat with a lateral raise. Eh, no, pick one. If you're gonna do a lunge, do the best fucking lunge you've got. Show me the best position and posture you have. Get your core as tight as possible. Keep your pelvis level, keep your head up. Do not let your knee travel too far forwards of your toes. It can travel forward, but I don't want to see that knee driving forwards to uh, you know, to four meters in front of you. I want you to do these things really well, one thing at a time. No multitasking. If I'm asking you to do a squat, I want to see the best fucking squat you've got. If I then want you to do some lateral raises at the end, We'll do that and we'll focus on that at a time. That single thing at a time. Do one thing well. Don't start multitasking. 
don't start merging multiple exercises together thinking you're going to get more out of them because I can tell you right now, you will get less out of every single one of those exercises that you merge and crush and cram into one whatever fuck exercise you think you're doing. Okay, cool. So to leave you guys, I want you to think about this. Get strong, stick to your compound exercises, push, pull, hinge, squat. So I'm gonna rattle off a few exercises and this is what you should be incorporating as the bulk of your programming in the bulk of your gym training. Bench press, floor press, overhead press, okay, dumbbells, barbells, both are fantastic. Chin-ups, pull-ups, body rows, bent-over rows, T-bar rows, okay? Then we've got the lower body, squats, all of them. Maybe not all of them, but these are a couple. You can do goblet squats, front squats, dumbbells or bar, doesn't matter, zercher squat. You can do back squats if you have the proficiency to hold a bar on your back and do it safely. Then we have the hinge pattern, deadlifts. Might be a kettlebell deadlift, might be an RDL. Might be a good morning, might be a band pull through to actually learn the hip hinge pattern correctly and safely. All right, you're gonna build a solid foundation. When you do this, when you spend your time actually working on these compound exercises and stop trying to fluff about doing the attention seeking exercises is what I call them, okay, that you see these fit pros or insta famous idiots doing it's just for attention it's just for likes this person or these people who you see you know doing lunges with curls squats with lateral raises and putting all these fancy exercises together they didn't get their body from doing that stuff they got their body from lifting heavy doing compound exercises and doing that for a really long time and getting really good at it okay i hope that makes sense I hope it gives you a clear direction where to spend your time with your training, okay? You don't have to do 400 different exercises. Pick a handful and get really good at them. And then next week, try and beat what you did last week. And then the following week, try and beat what you did the week before and so forth. That is what you need to spend your time on with your strength training, okay? The big lifts produce the biggest results. That's where you need to spend your time, effort, and energy. Off you go, stick to your compounds, isolations, eh, couple minutes at the end, should tide you over. If you loved the wake up call, found it entertaining, or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.